this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how will you grow in grace? This world is filled with discouraged Christians. They may be praying for something for years, and because they haven't received it, they come to the conclusion that God doesn't want to bless them. And to be quite honest, I was one of these people. (laughs) However, like many, I failed to realize that I wasn't fully committed to Christ. I was being stubborn. I wanted to either consciously or unconsciously do things my way. And I didn't factor God's will for my life into my decision-making process. You can't experience success without allowing him to guide you to the destination. And Christians who are fully committed to Christ can have their blessings happen overnight. Abraham and Sarah are perfect examples of this rule in action. Sarah didn't believe God when he said that she would have a son. Abraham and Sarah, they both had trust issues, right? (laughs) Therefore, it took them 25 years before they received their blessings. And the reason why is because it took them that long to grow in grace and knowledge. They didn't need 25 years to get pregnant. Once they learned to trust God, Sarah was able to conceive and they had the child that God promised them. Our delay in blessings occurs because we're not fully committed We're prepared for our blessings. And so we need to make sure that we are prepared to handle the gifts we want to receive from God by making sure that we're aligned with him. God created us to have free will, and it's our free will that prevents us from receiving our blessings. Since everyone has free will, we can go at our own pace. And this is why people experience success at various stages in their lives. And sadly, why some never experience it at all. Now, you can't piggyback off of someone else's work. The level they are at in life can be dramatically different from you. When you hold on to someone else, this can hold you back or cause you to be in a situation that you aren't prepared to handle. In either case, you're not where you're supposed to be in your journey. And what so many of us fail to realize, myself included, is that it doesn't take God time to deliver the blessings. The delay in receiving the blessings comes from how long it takes for him to prepare us to handle the blessing that he wants us to have. And so the bottom line is, it's our spiritual growth that's delaying our blessing, not God giving us our blessing. When God sees that you're able to handle your blessings, you can receive your blessings in a matter of seconds, okay? Again, we delay our blessings by not spiritually growing in the areas that God wants to bless us in. And once we've become the Christian that God wants us to be, then the blessings will start to flow in our lives. So if you become impatient like Abraham and Sarah and try to skip the growth process, your efforts will result in unnecessary pain and destruction. So despite God telling Abraham and Sarah that he was going to bless them with the promised child, It had been a while, all right? And so Sarah still wasn't pregnant. So Sarah thought she would help God out. And I'm using air quotes when I say help. She thought that she was helping him out because she told Abraham to go sleep with their Egyptian slave, Hagar. And so Hagar got pregnant and had a child. Sarah got jealous 
and all sorts of unnecessary issues occurred that didn't even need to happen. Sarah eventually had Isaac and the rest, as they say, is history. But think of all the unnecessary pain and anguish that Abraham and Sarah could have saved themselves. The degree to how much anguish or punishment we could expect to receive is contingent on the amount of knowledge that we possess. Were your actions due to being disobedient or were they done out of ignorance? Many of Abraham and Sarah's actions were done out of ignorance because they didn't have the Bible the way that we do. Therefore, they didn't possess the knowledge that we have. The Bible places us in a better position to possess the knowledge we need to help us make wise decisions. So James 4.17 says that if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And what this means is that you're going to be severely punished because you're deliberately choosing to be disobedient. Again, when you try to skip God's spiritual training process and go after your blessings and dreams on your own, it's going to end in misery. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) You won't be happy in your career. You're not going to have a successful marriage. The list goes on because you're carrying baggage that you would not have had if you had allowed God to identify and help you remove the attitudes that were keeping you from being successful. And by the way, Christ didn't get to opt out of the spiritual growth process either. You can read more about this in Luke 2, but specifically Luke 2 verse 52 says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, meaning Christ didn't grow up overnight. It took time for him to grow as well. Evidence that demonstrates that when we have grown in grace, that means that we're consistent in our actions. And in order to be consistent, we don't let Satan reside in our minds. When negative thoughts enter our mind, a strong Christian immediately gets rid of them. You do this by properly applying the word of God in that particular area that you're weak in that's causing you to feel negative. We have to take responsibility that we are the reason why our blessings are delayed. Our inconsistency and focusing on the lessons that God is trying to teach us is the barrier we have to overcome before we can see our blessings manifest. Again, in order to properly and quickly move through the spiritual growth process, you have to keep your focus on what God is trying to teach you and not worry about obtaining the blessing that you wish to receive. You can't grow in grace when you're inconsistent. Like Galatians 5 says, you're going to be able to see how much you've grown by your thoughts and behavior. You don't have to worry about not receiving your blessings. Psalm 84:11 teaches us that God won't withhold good gifts from those who obey him. So in case you're on the lookout for areas and how you can grow in grace, you can start by doing the following. First, apply the whole truth. Having half the knowledge of God's word is worse than having no knowledge at all. And that's because having half knowledge is worse because it gives us false confidence. And it's really, really hard to convince someone that they're wrong when their emotions are telling them that they're right. The same applies to half knowledge of God's word. Satan traps people by twisting the word of God in their heads. Having half knowledge makes it harder to separate fact from fiction. False confidence is one of Satan's biggest scams. False confidence is when you think that you can handle a situation, but in reality, you can't. Satan's victims are walking around feeling good about their decision or their situation 
not realizing that they're headed directly into a life of pain and suffering, all because they felt good. Again, Satan assured them that they were correct. Therefore, they didn't take time to look at the big picture. They just kept focusing on whatever thoughts that Satan implanted into their mind that caused them to feel good. And so Satan gets us to focus on what we think we can handle, and then we co-sign onto that thought by daydreaming about it until it becomes difficult to determine the truth from a lie. God will always provide us the resources, whether it be people, books, whatever we need to break free from Satan's trap. But it's up to us to decide if we want God to guide us toward an escape route. Second, we can control our mind. Our mind dictates whether or not we're going to win our battles. If you stay dressed in your spiritual armor that's discussed in Ephesians 6, you're always going to be ready for battle. God's word is the only way you can protect yourself. Satan may get in some punches like he did with Job, but he will not win the battle. And this is why it's important to rely on the word of God for guidance, not our distorted emotions. We need to take comfort in the fact that Satan can't take away our blessings without our permission. In order to win our battle, we need to protect our mind from negative thoughts. And that's why we need to control our mind. Satan wants to fill us with negativity. A negative mind is letting Satan know that we are easy prey for him. If Satan sees that you're afraid or ignorant of how a situation may harm you, he's going to bring the fight to you. And this is when people try to verbally, spiritually, or even physically attack you. Have you ever been in the situation where someone arrogantly confronts you and you're left wondering, where in the world did that just come from? It came from Satan. <laughs> now, on the other hand, have you ever noticed that when you're prepared to fight back, nothing happens? This is because Satan called off the fight. And this is because you won the battle in your mind. Satan knows that since you won the battle against him mentally, you're going to also win the battle against his workers physically. Therefore, he just calls off the fight. Again, like in James 4, 7, when Satan sees that you're willing to fight back or resist him, he's going to run away. He's going to look for another area where you're weak or vulnerable and then attempt to bring you down that way. Satan will test your strength by placing you in different scenarios and observe how you handle them. And based on your response, he'll decide if and when the fight between you and one of his demons will begin. <laughs> Satan can't defeat us physically when we win the battle spiritually in our mind. As you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And if you control your thought life, then you'll speak positive words. Negative words give Satan power over you, which is why you shouldn't speak them. And whenever you speak negativity to your circumstances, this is evidence that you don't know or trust Christ. And Christians aren't supposed to be walking around with a defeated mindset. Christians are members of the royal priesthood. And when you put Christ first, you have no reason to be fearful or speak negative words. Christ is in charge and the only person you need to please. When trouble comes our way, the only thing we need to do is to go to Christ and he'll provide us with the solution to our problems. Christ coming to our aid is contingent on you not being in sin. If you disobey wise counseling, then you must endure the consequences of your actions. When we stay in faith, we'll be able to grow in grace and lead the extraordinary life that God came to give us. 
The life of Joseph and Daniel are excellent examples of how things can change when you keep your focus on God and not your circumstances. And last but not least, we need to be willing to fight for our blessing as well as be a blessing. When you grow in grace, your blessings are meant to be shared. Share how God has blessed you because giving him the credit can help lead others to Christ. And if you're afraid of doing so, it's because you don't trust Christ and are underestimating Christ's power to protect you and your blessings, which demonstrates your lack of spiritual maturity. Again, No one can take anything away from Christ's people. We have to give our blessings away, and this is typically done through fear. We can protect ourselves from Satan tricking us into giving away our blessings by asking the Holy Spirit to help us. For example, let's say you're looking for a house and you find your dream house. Someone may try to use a variety of scare tactics to get you to walk away from purchasing your dream home so they can purchase it themselves. All of these things this person was telling you were lies and deceptions that Satan wanted to instill in your mind. Satan was trying to steal your blessings so that you could give it up to one of his demons. Regardless of whether it be through fear or ignorance, if you go along in believing the lies that this person told you, you're allowing Satan to steal your blessing. Satan didn't steal it from you. You gave it to him out of fear and ignorance. Once Christ gives us something, no one can take it away from us. We have to give away our blessings through fear and ignorance. And once we give up our blessings, Satan will pick them up. You know, there's a scene in The Lion King, which is absolutely one of my favorite movies. (laughs) There's a scene in The Lion King where Simba sees his dad die, right? And so... He thought that he killed his dad when it was really Scar. And so Simba ends up running away from his blessing of reigning over the Pride Lands for a good chunk of his life, thereby allowing Scar to take over Simba's blessings until Simba was ready to fight back for it. So once you're strong enough to fight for your blessing, then it's time to put that energy into use, into being a blessing. So one of the ways that I've seen this happen is by helping someone else. Whenever I've helped someone else, I always end up being blessed in return. And by the way, that is not the reason why you should be helping people. You should be helping people because it's the right thing to do, which just also happens to have a really great side effect that you end up being blessed in return. Okay, so you need to make sure that your motive is pure in doing so. And honestly, that's how I ended up in this beautiful condo, okay? I was literally helping someone else look for a house and I ended up finding this beautiful condo in the process. And so we need to keep in mind that God is a father first and he's not just concerned with blessing us. His focus is on us growing in grace so we can become like him. God wants to teach us valuable lessons such as trust and obedience while simultaneously allowing his blessings to flow to others. In 1 Kings 17 is an excellent example of how God's blessings flow. And many of you are probably familiar with this story, Elijah and the widow. She was willing to share her oil with Elijah and was dramatically blessed in the process. When we focus on being a blessing, we're going to naturally obtain the attributes of Christ and inadvertently share them as well. 
Compassion towards others builds trust in God. And if there's one thing that we've seen in this world, it's that we can all use more compassion and grace. And the only way that this can happen is if Christians are willing to step up to the plate and focus on applying all of God's word to their life so that they can win the spiritual battles in their mind, which is going to place them in a position to be a blessing to others. Now that's a dream I'd love to see become a reality. How about you? Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.